Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings as we welcome you back here on a Wednesday, February 14th. Now, a couple of things are very important about that date. One, it's for the lovers. That includes Mike Palm. Happy Valentine's Day. And two, it's Ash Wednesday. So as we welcome in Dustin Sweetelson and Mike Palm, of course, the D Circa Golden Gate VP host here on VEASAN, you'll see the Ash. It's a big day for you. And I would say this. Um, I don't know what to say to a religious person, but congratulations. Oh, well, thank you. I was able to, you know, the short noon mass, get the business people in and out, those people that are working and uh, just came from there. Uh, I wasn't able to stay long enough to get communion because of the one o'clock commitment here, and it was SRO. I mean, they were packed. I got there five minutes before the start of Mass, no shot of getting a seat. It's a very, very popular day for the Catholics to get their ashes in and um, recognize the start of Lent as we prepare for Easter. Oh. And you are a person that we're always finding things about, and you're a very interesting person. We just learned that you were part of the seminary. I was, I was in the seminary program at Notre Dame for the first two years I was there, and I decided that I thought my calling was to have my own children, and I left the seminary program, and, you know, 22 years later, I had my first kid. Uh, I have a question <laughs> and I'm about sure that. Wait, hold on one second, Dustin. I'm sure those that were a part of the seminary at Notre Dame would be happy to hear you're now part of the gambling community in Las Vegas. Yes, they are, they are thrilled. I do still keep in touch with Father, Father Robert Antonelli, who is my spiritual advisor. St. Granger, Indiana. He's getting on in years now, but uh, Father Antonelli used to say, be good, and if you can't be good, be good at it, which I, I thought was a good thing for everyone, whether you're religious or not. Did you pay attention, Dustin? <laughs> mm, I don't know if I buy into it. Oh. <laughs> don't buy into it. It's not about buying worst, in anything. Worst, it's just a wonderful worst, statement. Worst sequel ever. <laughs> I don't have to get into that on the air. Uh, I have a question about Lent. I have a question about Lent. Is it rude to ask what you're planning on giving up for Lent? I don't know if it's rude. Probably not. Is uh, it something like you've thought about a lot? Yeah. I, I give up, traditionally I give up certain things every year. I give up alcohol and I give up profanity. Those are the things I try to go 40 days without. That, those are both pretty tough. They're tough. Is this the, something the, you the profanity one is harder than the alcohol because you do it unconsciously. The installation, as far as your children, are they giving up something as well? <sighs> Candy for the older two. The two-year-old, you can't, what, do you, what I, is she going to, she I'd just turned two. What, what is she going to give up? So there's nothing really for, I, I wish she'd give, give up saying no, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we could, we're going to make it. I was just giving Dustin a lesson about Detroit Mercy. You saw this, and we're get, we'll get into how everything played out at Circa as far as the Super Bowl with our buddy Mike Palm. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite over IUPUI tonight, and this would make Dave DeBusher roll in his grave. Earl Curitan, as you know, the twirl rolling in his grave. Dick Vitale, who's going through a tough time right now. This is their 0-26, Mike Palm. Yeah. 
But I think they lost to Old Miss by like one earlier in the year. So there's some games here. I was surprised. At, I was surprised at two lines tonight. I was surprised that they were a five and a half point favorite. And I don't understand Auburn eleven and a half. I can't. What it's am I? Mi what am I missing here? It's it's like six points too much as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I made a ten. This is this South Carolina team is legit. They just beat Tennessee at Tennessee, and Tennessee's legit. They beat Kentucky. They beat Mississippi. Okay. But a seven-game win streak with a defense that's legit on the road, that travels 11 and a half feels heavy. It's too heavy against a team that's, that's consistently inconsistent in Auburn. I mean, I, I might sprinkle a little bit on the money line here tonight. I think the South Ooh. Carolina team's that good. <laughs> I hit a nice score last Monday. I played South Carolina on the money line against Ole Miss, and then I came back and took Ole Miss plus eight and a half in the second half. Of course, they won by three, not covering the three and a half. But we hit the middle there. I had them that night at Tennessee. I didn't have them against Kentucky. They really weren't on my radar until they walloped Kentucky and Columbia. I was gonna t I was gonna say the same thing. It felt like that three and a half. You're like that feels is that. <laughs> That's a little short, and then they were – you remember 17. the game. They were, blo they were blowing out yep. Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. Great play on the second yep. half coming back yep. the other way. <laughs> Ole Miss had a chance to win it late, too. They had a shot at the buzzer to tie it. Yep, 100%. Well, we'll get to, of course – go ahead, big guy. What do you got? Just going to update you the betting split. South Carolina-Auburn, only 33% of the bets, but 50% of the money going on Auburn, it looks like, uh -oh. over at vcin.com, whereas 67% of the bets and half the money uh, on South Carolina. So that's a play on Auburn. Is that a yeah. Josh Applebaum Auburn play then? That, that's what that would be. <laughs> He's going to do it. That's Mike Palm. That's Mike Palm. The, uh, well, Auburn does play better at home. They're, they're, like you said, they're an up-and-down team. Defensively, they're great. Actually, pretty good offensive team as well. Now. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Mm. This is our first opportunity to talk to you. First off, it had to be a record handle at Circa. Let's talk bigger picture first. How did everything go? I heard, you know, the properties in Fremont Street was insane. It was. I mean, it was just wall-to-wall -wall humanity, especially at Circa itself. Uh, the previous high that we ever had at one point at Stadium Swim was for the Canelo Triple G fight, which was 2480. We did 3100 on Sunday. So we blew that number away, a total of 4,200 wow. people through the venue, and it was always above 3,000 while the game was going on. Um, the sports book, I mean, they're 10 deep, right? They're standing. We play the audio throughout all the casinos once, once it comes to 3 o'clock Pacific. Like, people were in spots they couldn't even see a screen, but were just listening to the game. I mean, the problem was paths to get to the restroom. We had to have people go in and kind of like bore out paths to get people to the restrooms because it was just wall to wall. And then the line at the men and women's restroom on both the first and the second floor extended out into the casino. It, it was the most human beings we've ever had in there. Now, I remember the 21 Super Bowl, but we were still under COVID restrictions, right? And gaming came in at halftime, so you got to clear a 1,000 people out of the building because, you know, they're supposed to be six feet and it's just too tight. And, and we, were, we were, with the help of Metro, pushing people out because we were really kind of over capacity for the conditions. Um, but it, it was crazy. The sports book sold out, uh, about 800 people in there. We had over 800 people in our party in the Galaxy Ballroom on the third floor at Circa. Bar Canada, we came in and put long tables at 12 all the way down, even past the end of the bar. So we had like 180 here in a party that they paid 175 for food and drink. We had over 400 upstairs in the Detroit Ballroom. And then outside they did something interesting. 6,500 people at the event center, and then they, we block off 3rd Street. We get the permit from the city. They opened up 3rd Street for people to come and put a screen there so they didn't really pay to get in the party. But we had almost 3,000 people in the 3rd Street corridor, oh so almost 10,000 people outside at the event center. That's insane. Mm. My, fav my favorite thing, and it is alarming, almost like you guys remember the first time you went to a major league baseball, like Tiger Stadium, and you walk out and you see the grass, and you're just kind of, it's kind of nirvana. You're overtaken by it. Well, a colleague of ours, and many people do the same thing when they first walk into Circa, and they see the screens, and just the way Derek and everybody kind of designed the way that sports book is set up, they take a picture, and they go straight to social, and they say, is this heaven? Like, that's my favorite thing when people do that, when they see circus. And I always reply, no, it's, it's Iowa. Right from the, from, um, Shout out to Kevin Costner. I, I know it's a person's first time in circus because they pull their phone out and they start, right, with the video, the, <laughs> the panoramic, panoramic video. And you're right, it's going up on social or they're FaceTiming with their, their, their dad or their brother or whoever. 
And then it always ends with, you see the beautiful VEASAN insignia oh, over yes. there to the left when they scroll over there, which is a great look as well. I There was actually, we talked to Adam Burke yesterday, and I believe he was talking about, and now I called it an eyed-wise shut party on the 15th floor there at the D. It's apparently some very private <laughs> shindig that nobody can get in unless it's invite only there, Mike Paul. Yeah, Tom I know Cruise, it's Tom Wednesday, Cruise couldn't but... even get in. It was, well, we've had private, like, friends of Derek, uh, viewings up there before, but this year it was more for media people and influencers and all that, that they had a place to watch the game and then kind of freely travel about property. And they used it as such. A couple radio broadcasts were done up there in addition to all the ones that we had uh, at Stadium Swim this week. So it's 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 an unbuilt floor yet. Um, by the way, we're, we're going to build out two more of our floors at Circa here. Uh, in, it should be done in the third quarter. We're going to get that started here in a couple weeks. How uh, Are you going to put the hard hat on, or you're actually going to have a hammer and uh, no. shovel? No. <laughs> okay. Big guy, by the way, that's the reason you weren't invited, big guy. You heard what Palm just said. Influencers. Yeah, I, I don't have a big enough following, unfortunately. And if I would get the right clip right in the first segment, maybe I'd have a bigger following. Uh, Mike, the city. <laughs> I saw a lot of people I know in here complaining. Too much traffic, too many people. And to me, that's what, when you want big-time events, you want to be a big-time city, mm -hmm. those are the things you have to accept. I thought there was a great buzz throughout the week. I went out a few times. I thought the city was did a tremendous job. How would you grade Las Vegas as a host city of the Super Bowl? Because to me, anything less than an A no. is a lot. A plus. I give it an A plus. Goodell already said we'll be back soon. Right? I think it goes into, and we'll get into the debate segment, Yep. Uh, every three or four year rotation now with Las Vegas. Nashville's going to get it when they build their new stadium, so they'll get one. I don't know if the Bears are going to put a dome there in Arlington Park. If they don't, they won't get it. They're going to have to have a dome. But you know the new stadiums get promised the year after their first full season, then it goes into the rotation. I think it's a short list, though. Media, everybody praised this. The access they had, everything was tight kind of down there to Allegiant, right, with Mandalay Bay, Luxor, Excalibur. You know, when they go to Dallas, they complain about it's an hour and a half to go from one oh, place to worst. another. Traffic, you know, in Bel Air there, traffic in L.A. is ridiculous when they have it at SoFi to try to do things. Everything no. was convenient here. Most hotel rooms, most five-star restaurants, world-class entertainment. This city was built to host Super Bowl every Never year. overwhelmed no, for a second. No, not at all. You guys remember Pittsburgh, Green Bay, and Dallas? And they had snowstorms? Ice, yeah, ice the storms. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it logistically was a freaking nightmare. <laughs> Cabs were going off the road. Yeah. Nothing convenient about it. The efficiency. I have people that are, live in the area that went out there from L.A. They said Las Vegas was a 10 out of 10. Yeah. That's it. I think it was a home like run if, for, if you by all matter, accounts. Yeah. If you, I just think if you want to, if you want your city to matter, and Las Vegas obviously has always mattered, but it's mattering more and more, you have to accept those events. Oscar Goodman said we're not a real city until we have sports teams. Now, I bet you by the end of the decade we have all four sports. I don't think there's a better debater at the network than Mike Palm, but the big guy has accepted the challenge. Palm versus the big guy. Okay? I'm unbiased. I'm the only grader here. Palm versus the big guy coming back here. Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. VSIN, the sports betting network. You can feel the tension. Sharp money presented by DraftKings. <laughs> it's debate time. The big guy said he could step up. Who knows? Mike Palm versus the big guy. These are my questions, and I will start 30 seconds on the shot clock. Coin toss backstage went to Mike Palm. We'll pick up where we left off. Okay. Moving forward, Mike Palm, what cities should be in the Super Bowl rotation? I really believe Miami should stay in the rotation. New Orleans gets it next year. People love New Orleans. New Orleans has been the most frequent spot. Um, I think I take LA out because it's going to be at SoFi. If it's at the Rose Bowl, maybe that's different because of the setting. Many were at the Rose Bowl. I say a three-year rotation with, with Miami and New Orleans. I would like to hit all areas of the country outside of the Northeast. So I will keep Las Vegas. I will always keep New Orleans because I, I think there's an element to the Super Bowl where you have to be able to party immediately after in that city. New Orleans has that. Obviously, Miami has that. My last city does not have that, but I'm told it is the greatest event town in America, and it's the most walkable city of the Super Bowl options. We'll go Indianapolis. Dustin Sweetelson, Kyle Shanahan's overtime decision was fill in the blank. A weakness. I've never read The Art of War, but my assumption is there is something about information. And when you take the ball in that spot, you're Kyle Shanahan, you're putting Kansas City in a position of power of information, of knowing exactly what they need to do when it's their chance. So I think it showed extreme weakness from Kyle Shanahan to take the ball and then also weakness to not even score a touchdown. At that point, once you take the ball first, I think you have to score a touchdown. Time, Mike Paul. My one word is non-analytical uh, for the, the reasons Justin mentioned. Uh, just like it, it now becomes a college football overtime, and you always want to go on defense first there, even if, if it's going to be a 75-yard field instead of a 25. But here's the other thing. All these stories came out about Andy Reid practicing the two-point plays if they ever got to overtime from the beginning of the year, from August. You can't tell me somebody could have done some spy work there with San Francisco and known that and known you don't want Kansas City because even if you score a touchdown, they're going for two and you're a dog. Palm gets the point because he called Dustin Justin. That's I'm the I'm the rule maker here. Okay? Thank you. That's what it is. Uh, Bill A.D. bought a mansion, <laughs> Mike Palm. What's better, a vagabond lifestyle or stationary? Roots. Mansion? You have to grow roots, Patrick. I mean, people fight wars over the ability to own land. And in certain countries, people aren't allowed to own land. In this country, certain people weren't allowed to own land for a long time. You have to be able to own land. This guy living. I mean, he's making a god awful amount of money. He's living Rich. out of hotel rooms. Yeah, he's a rich person. Yeah. Dustin. Uh, the only thing I've learned in adulthood is that responsibility is overrated. Uh, doing the dishes, having to do laundry, having to fold said laundry and put it away. I want to live in hotels. Someone else will come in and make my bed every day. Someone else will put my clothes away if they're all over the place. I don't want to have to worry about upkeep, bills, utilities, signing up for things. I want it all just to exist. I pay my fee and I walk away. Dustin Sweetelson, hot or iced coffee? It, this is the dumbest debate of all time. 
the key to coffee is getting it into your body as quickly as possible so it can hit your brain and open things up so you become Bradley Cooper in the movie Limitless. Iced coffee allows me two parts. One, get it into my body as quickly as possible and to consume as much as humanly possible in a short time. I think if you live in a cold weather state, I think the hot coffee is much more important, Patrick. Here, we're out here where it doesn't get very cold. Iced coffee becomes a thing. I never really drank iced coffee for a long time, but I've come to love it now and probably ordered about 80% of the time. Mike Palm, the greatest NFL quarterbacks in order. The three greatest NFL quarterbacks in order are? I still say it's, it's Joe Montana is number one to me. And then I go Tom Brady, and then I'll go Patrick Mahomes, just because his resume isn't complete yet. But it's hard to argue with what he's done in this short of a time. And this, the series of consecutive AFC championship games, to me, is the greatest achievement, even more than three Super Bowls. Three greatest quarterbacks. Number three is Peyton Manning. Every time you turn on a Colts game, ball was on the 40-yard line, never had a defense. And if you didn't play in Brady's era, he would have a lot more rings. Brady's number two, the rings, blah, 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 whatever. And then number one's Patrick Mahomes. He can do things that no one in the history of the game has ever done from the quarterback position, can li literally score from any point on the field with a bomb downfield. Patrick Mahomes is the king of the NFL. I struggle with literally It's as a well. tough one. Dustin, best sleeping position, side, back, or stomach? Look, if you sleep on your back, you're a psychopath. You look like a dead person. You sleep like a corpse. I once dated a girl, and I use that term loosely, who literally slept straight like this, and it terrified me every time I looked over at her. Side, I can get behind to a degree, but if you want to sleep and you want a deep sleep, you are face down, butt up, out cold. And that's a big front porch there for the big guy. <laughs> Mike Palm? I'll agree with Dustin that the, the back is number three here. It's tough because when you're sleeping on your stomach, your, your head is turned, so it's sort of like your side. I, I'll go with side because it's easier to sleep next to your partner if you're on your side, so I give that the, uh, the, the tip of the Ooh, the Mike Palma Cuddler, huh? Mm -hmm. Wait, no, how about oh, yes. a little romance from Palma on Valentine's <laughs> yeah, Day? Yeah, I like it. You, you, can't, spe it you can't spell Valentine's without L-E-N-T. <laughs> That's exactly true. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Um, Palm, you're next. Mm. The best Super Bowl bet over at DraftKings next year is the Lions at 12 to one, or the Jets at 25 to one. No, I'll take the Lions. I, I'm, 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 I'm not behind all the Jets' love. We don't know what Rogers' situation is going to be. That team was up 17 at halftime at San Francisco, who I think after the Super Bowl, everyone agrees is still the best team in football and was this year. They, when they forced a field goal to start the second half, they had that thing won. I get your point, though. It's going to be very hard to get back to that point, even if you're the road team, to have the game control in an NFC championship game. But I like everything that what Campbell has done, and I like that they've built it from both lines. It is the Detroit Lions at 12 to 1. I want no, no part pandering to the no pandering nope. to the judges. I want no part of the AFC. I don't want to deal with the Chiefs, the Bills, the Ravens or the bounce back Bengals. When you mm. look at the NFC, you've got the 49ers who you were this close to beating also. Ben Johnson back for one last ride. We're whipping out all the trick plays. I like the Lions at 12 to 1. Paul, this is good competition. Okay, Dustin. My favorite TV series ever is The Crown. The correct answer is? Entourage. Uh, there's never been a show in the history of television where you wanted to be in the show. I watched that show every single day, and all I wanted was a friend like Vince, someone like E to manage things, and then to be kind of like Turtle. Be along for the ride, don't have any responsibility, and basically live a rich person's life off of someone else's success. Entourage is the greatest group of friends of all time on television, and that's why it's the greatest show that's ever existed. I'm going to go with The Good Wife. You know, about every three months, I watch Whoa, all seven seasons again. Happened? This is an incredible drama. I like legal dramas to begin with. But they were shot in New York. It's a show set in Chicago. Shot in New York. They had all those great Broadway actors and all. The richness of all the characters and these recurring characters that would occur a couple times a season F. Murray Abraham, Dennis O'Day, all these judges, Patty LuPone, these incredible characters. If you get a chance, watch the seven seasons, it'll blow you away. I'll admit he got me there. <laughs> Mike Palm, Super Bowl 58 on a scale of 1 to 10 was what? 10, 
the greatest Super Bowl ever played. Well, I don't say that because I still think 91, Super Bowl 28 with that setting, with the Gulf War, Whitney with the anthem, the tremendous game plan of Belichick was number one. I'll give it a 9.3. I thought it was very good. I thought the slow start, too many turnovers. I think the turnovers took a little bit away from me saying that it's the greatest of all time. But the setting, the city, everything, it's hard to argue it's not top three. Uh, I'm going to go with a three. Three out of ten. Ooh. Thought it was very Ooh. sloppy. Very ugly. Both teams were not at their best. Now, what we'll do is we'll remember. You asked me 10 years from now. I'll tell you it was the greatest game ever. It went to overtime. But in the moment, remembering the, the, the game as a whole, it was not a good game until about halfway through that third quarter. Dustin, last question. The best sport to watch in person is? Everyone's going to tell you it's hockey. And I love watching hockey in person. But there was one sporting event I went to, and I left it with the greatest appreciation for those people performing that sport, and that was NASCAR. I couldn't believe how big, how loud, how heavy, and how fast those cars were. And they were legitimately inches from each other's bumper, going 150 miles an hour down the track, watching them in the art of the pit stop in person. Everything about NASCAR. Time. The oh. I'm everybody, baby, because it's hockey. What you don't see on TV is what goes on away from the puck. And the size, the speed, and the skill of these guys is truly amazing. It doesn't hurt to watch right on the glass in Derek's seat. But for me, hockey is number one. The left turns, Ooh, I'll pass flex. on. A little flex at the end with Derek's seat. <laughs> How about that? Uh, Bill A.D. has chimed in. I said Bill A.D. bought a mansion. What's a better lifestyle, vagabond or stationary? He agrees with Dustin Sweetelson's answer. <laughs> Now, what is he renting he out the mansion? Out. He's going to rent it out. Well, you could probably rent half of it out. And never see that those people. <laughs> we add it up. One, two, three. One, two, Ooh. One, two, one, two three, four, five. Let's see. I think I got three him. wins to two wins to five pushes. The first edition of Palm versus the big guy goes to Mike Palm. Oh, I can't. Just a 220 dog. Here's, I went from a $3 why. favorite. Here's why. <laughs> here's why. He said this year's Super Bowl was a 3 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, it was coming down to the end. I, I my, opponent, my opponent always has that moment. That was, that was a situation. <laughs> Venezuela. That, that was strategy. I knew it was close, and he went 9-3 first. I had to go opposite. He added sausage and pepperoni <laughs> to a vegan pizza. <laughs> This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, out of decency, would like to note we are aware of the shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs parade today near Union Station at the Super Bowl victory parade. Again, we don't have much information, but there has been a shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. That's all we know right now. We're wishing for the best for everybody involved. Okay, we got you back here. Become a VEASAN Pro, daily best bets, access to the betting splits, upcoming March Madness betting guide. Now, here's the deal. You can get involved for $9.99, and if you like it, stick around. If you don't, it's okay. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Now, this has been my ride or die for years. His name's Matt Moore. He's one of the best covering the association, the Action Network NBA writer. Matt knows it well. When I'd call him at 11 p.m. at night, he'd still give us time. HP Basketball on Twitter, and we welcome in Matt Moore to talk the NBA. And I'm going to start here, and then we'll get into some of your headlines over at Action Network. Last night for the Bucks was embarrassing. It almost felt like they had self-corrected, but they're 3-6 and six under Doc. And the problem with the loss in Miami last night, excuse me, a loss at home to Miami, 123-97, to it wasn't just the defense. The offense was atrocious. Yeah, they're having problems. You know, Damian Lillard has not looked the same this season. And whether that's, you know, the trade, he's got some stuff going on in his personal life, injuries, who knows, age. Um, they He has not been the player that they sent Drew Holiday for. And that's a major missing component. Giannis has played great. I think they've started to look much more like a, a, a unit that's going to be able to be organized and execute defensively the way that they should under Doc Rivers. The wins haven't come, but I think they've turned a corner there. They're a little bit, their structure's a lot better, but they're still pretty inconsistent. And they're still relying on a lot of guys that are very difficult to kind of rely on. You know, Bobby Portis has had a rough year in terms of how bad the bench has been when he's been on the court. Um, they don't have a lot of depth. You know, Marjan Beauchamp shows flashes. 
Um, they've got Green, who I think has been really good for them. There's a lot of guys that could be good, but it's they don't feel <laughs> as stable as some of the other Eastern Conference heavyweights. And I think that's going to be a real problem for them come playoff time. But I will say, like, look, it was a back-to-back. You got a good win versus the Nuggets. You're on a back-to-back. Miami comes in. Miami is their zombies. But no matter who's hurt, they still just find a way to get there. And so I think that they'll probably – I think the Bucks will be fine for the rest of the regular season, but I'm still not a buyer on them in terms of postseason futures. So right now the Celtics plus 120 at DraftKings to come out of the East, the Bucks plus 260, the Knicks 8-1, to one, the Cavs 10-1, to one, and Philly 12-1. to one. Let's keep talking about the East. I, you wonder. You know, I was thinking last week – Washington went to Boston and covered the same questions will be had, Matt, about this Boston team, you know, whether it's coaching or I hate to use the word soft because it's thrown around so much, but they have to answer some questions this year, the Boston Celtics. Yeah. And it's tough because they're in that spot where there's nothing they can do to answer our questions. Now they're the best team in the league by margin, like by any metric, they're the best team in the league. They have the best record. They have the best point differential. They have the best, they, they're top five in both offense and defense. Like you just check all the, they're great versus great teams. There's no weakness in what you can really look at. Their clutch record's good. But we're still going to have questions because we've seen this group stall out too many times offensively late in games. And we saw it a little bit in that game versus Miami last week, but they were able, they were up by so much, they were able to, to come through and get the win. I do think that we're going to continue to have kind of questions with them as far as like, you're going to have to show it to us. You're going to have to show us you can win the title in part, because I think that there is a doubt about can Jason Tatum be the best player in the playoffs? Can he be the best player? I think Chris Apps Porzingis levels them up. I think they are better than last year. I think they have more mechanisms, but one of my concerns is that if we're looking at the Eastern conference, if it's Eric Spolster or Joe Missoula, who do you want? If it's Nick nurse or Joe Missoula, who do you want? That gets really tough. I think Maz's approach in the regular season is great. They put up phenomenal performances and numbers and records, but they're going to have to show that they've got that final ability to solve playoff problems and not have the offense stall out, I think, until I'm going to be a buyer on them on a futures market, especially at these prices. Action Network, Matt Moore. Matt, I'm obsessed with the Knicks. You know how you get stuck on a team with league pass. I went from thinking Julius Randle was a losing player to now maybe he's my favorite player. Now I know the injury, but you add him to Brunson and then Ananobi, and then I don't know how teams weren't fighting over Bogdanovich at the trade deadline. Like He's a tw- he's 20 automatically. Where are you overall on the Knicks? They're 8-1 to in the East. Yeah, the OG acquisition was so perfect for them, just in terms of if you, if you looked at when they're fully healthy, they've got size, they've got versatility, they have a dynamic point guard in Jalen Brunson who is perfect for playoffs and is very he he is as clutch as they come. Like I trust Jalen Brunson to keep putting up points and putting pressure on an opponent, whether they're up or down in the fourth quarter, uh, against tough defenses. He's phenomenal. That OG Anobi acquisition is just kind of perfect on top. And then you layer it with they've got these options. They can go to Josh Hart or they can go to Alec Burks or they can go to Bogdanovich. They have more options on the table for them. Now look, Tibbs, not a great playoff coach. He had the good run with the Bulls in 2012, got beat by LeBron, no shame there. But since then, he's been one of the worst coaches in terms of success rate as a dog in the playoffs, and they're not going to be favorites this year either. They got to get Mitchell Robinson back. What I will say is, if they, I'm watching the standings very closely, because if they wind up in a bracket outside of Boston, if Boston gets the one, and the Knicks can wind up in the second or the third or even the sixth, quite honestly, if they stay out of Boston's bracket, I think they'll tear some of these teams up. Matt, is there a narrative where Jalen Brunson can find himself? I know he jumped the MVP awards market a few weeks ago. Is there a narrative that can be created without Randall here where he could challenge for this award? Or do you see it as a two-man race all the way the rest of the season? It's a two-man race. The problem is all the candidates outside of Joker and Shea with Embiid out, have either the stats or the team success. The Knicks have the team success, but if you if you just stack up Brunson's numbers in terms of just production, points, rebounds, assists, efficiency, they don't level up with Shea and Joker. Those guys are just so much bigger engines than Jalen is. That doesn't mean that Brunson's not a great one. I think he is, tough as nails. He's just not on that level of production and driving a top team. And then you got 
got Kawhi's in that same spot where the numbers are really good. He's super efficient this year. Awesome. Kawhi's been amazing this season. It's been such a great bounce back year for him. But he's not necessarily the un- engine the same way that Shea and Joker are. Then you have guys like Tatum whose teams are up there, but they don't perform either. And then you got guys like Luca who have the numbers, their statistical profile absolutely puts them in that category, but they don't have the wins. You have to have both in order to topple Joker or Shea. So for me, it comes down to you should bet this with a mind on who do you think is going to finish number one in the Western Conference. If you think it's going to be the Nuggets, it's Joker. If you think it's going to be the Thunder, it's Shea. If you think it's going to be anybody else, it's still Joker because I think Joker gets the edge in what would be a tie there. And with with SGA, does he just need Denver also to change maybe their approach with Jokic? You would know better with your your Denver connections. Like, is there a chance he gets rested more? Is there a chance late in the year SGA can make a a surge just because Denver's thinking about another title, not necessarily winning him the MVP award? Yeah, so a couple of things here. I I think you've seen the Nuggets get waxed double-digit losses in the last two games. They're definitely not going to be gunning down the stretch for a top seed. They're not going to be pushing for a top seed the rest of the way. Uh, I don't think Joker's going to miss a lot of time because he just doesn't miss a lot of time. He just he plays. If his guys are going to be out there, he's going to be out there if he can go. But I do think he'll level down a little bit. And we've seen this before where anytime since last year that Joker gets mentioned as the favorite to win MVP, this happened earlier this season. Joker just kind of dips a little bit. Just, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm going to pass a little bit more because I don't think he wants the attention. I don't think he wants the distraction. I don't think he wants the noise. I don't think he wants the questions. Um, so I do think that there's a, a good chance that maybe he just tails off a little bit or the Nuggets tail off slightly. Uh, I do think that Shea is the best. I've thought this all year, though, and I have a preseason position on him. I still think Shea Gillis-Alexander is the best value to an MVP. One last question about the East, and we'll come back and go to the West here. Matt Moore, the Action Network. Uh, he's the best. Now, Orlando, I got to admit to you, I was disappointed last night. Tremendous spot, but Jalen Williams goes 33, SGA goes 32. Orlando, a weird spot tonight because the Knicks are coming second half of a back-to-back. That was an emotional game last night. Where are you on the magic? You know, I I think I had their over on the win total and just kind of good there. I don't think this is a a team that's going to go very far in the playoffs with their inexperience. I don't, there's a chance that they slide into the uh, play in tournament. I wouldn't be necessarily surprised at that. I do think they're live for the division. I think maybe that division is a little mispriced given that they've played pretty well in those kind of situations. Um, I think Orlando's really good tonight. I think it's a stay away spot just because it's the last night before the all star break. And unless it's allowed that spot, I, I try and avoid it. Orlando's tough, but I think this is just year one of them kind of building towards being something serious in the East. Okay, Matt Moore, the rumor is we hoodwinked you into two segments, so I appreciate you for that. We're going to come back and talk about the West, including, I I don't know if the rumors, if it was a fallacy, but did Golden State really try to convince LeBron to come up the coast? We'll talk to him about that and get to the West. Is Minnesota a legit, legit challenger in the West? More with Matt Moore, Action Network. Again, just a programming note, we are aware of the shots fired near Union Station at the Super Bowl victory parade. We don't have much information, but we're keeping an eye on it. And we're back here. It is Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings is hooking our VSIN viewer and listeners up this week on DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, great deal. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN, V S I N, when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Our buddy Matt Moore going to be off the All Star game. Of course, this is the last. Association night before the All-Star break. The Action Network at HP Basketball. If you're not following HP Basketball, you, you should if you care about the NBA at all. So we've got Matt back, and we appreciate the time. Um, the, the rumors about Shaq to Golden State, anything there? LeBron? Yeah, so I think uh, with— Oh, pardon me. I think I think what's telling about that, Here, here's how to kind of view this. LeBron is clutch sports. Draymond is clutch sports. Draymond and LeBron obviously have a relationship. Okay. And I'm not saying that like Draymond's giving them advice, but the Warriors don't make that phone call unless they think that there's a possibility that it's on the table. And so look, uh, Rich Paul tells ESPN, nope, he's not getting traded, not going anywhere. The Lakers told them, no, they're not interested in trading him. But there is this ongoing story. There's been basically a cold war going on between Clutch Sports and the Lakers organization over the last little bit of time. And it's not like any sort of loud dispute. It's not a dysfunctional thing. They made the Western Conference Finals last year. But there's a lot of tension between Clutch Sports wanting their guys, Zach Levine, DeJounte Murray, um, and how the front office has kind of treated those pursuits and been like, well, maybe not. And then decided not to do anything at the deadline basically being like, well, we want to keep the powder dry for later. And there's talk about adding another star this summer, but that's interesting because you don't know where LeBron's going to be. Uh, this is all, to me, is more indicative of where the Lakers are with LeBron than it is about a possible team-up. Now, if the Warriors were to clear out salary, would it shock me to see LeBron make a run there? No, because LeBron knows that he won't have the same hit to his legacy that Kevin Durant suffered. Like, he knows he can go to Golden State and play with Steph Curry and Draymond if it, Draymond is still there, if they don't move him. And that will be fine because LeBron's legacy is already kind of set. So that's okay. Like they can do that and that will work and be okay if they were to make it, be able to make it work financially. Um, I still think it's very unlikely, but I do kind of like wonder this question, like what if the Warriors were to draft Bronny James, either at the end of the first round or in the second round? What does it, what does that mean? Um, so I do think that there's like, I don't think it's, it's impossible I think it's unlikely, but I don't think it's impossible that we could see LeBron playing for the Warriors next year. What I do think, though, is I I am of the opinion currently that it is more likely that LeBron is not a Laker next year than he is. Interesting, because I just assumed 39 years old, 
life happens, family. He settled here in, in, in Los Angeles. That's very interesting, Matt. Let's talk about the Lakers and then now the Golden State Warriors, both seven and three over their last 10, sitting respectfully nine and 10 in the plan. I think an interesting game tonight with the Clippers minus Kawhi go, going to Golden State. Golden State's laying three and 237 on the total. Just a thought on that game tonight. Yeah, I think that line is a little heavy towards Golden State. It's come back from where it was, where it opened, I was like, this is not the right, mm-hmm. you cannot get to this number, even factoring in Kawhi. Um, as good as the Warriors have been lately, they've been good versus a mostly pretty mediocre schedule. Got a good win versus the Suns. They beat the Jazz in Utah, which is tough. Like they're playing good basketball right now. To me, this does kind of feel like a sell high spy on the Warriors a little bit. Um, I do want to see what the injury report looks like at the very last minute, but I do think that there's probably a little bit of value on the Clippers in this spot. Clippers are able to match up pretty well with Golden State. Uh, they can mix and match versus these small ball units. They have a lot of versatility. Ty Lue winds up going to too many four guard or five guard lineups too often, but they do have guys to be able to handle inside. They've got wings, obviously, to combat even without Kawhi. They have guys that can step up and contribute. Like you still have Paul George, you still have James Harden, um, and their bench has been giving them really good contributions as well as the role players. So I think that line was an overreaction to Kawhi being out as well as too much of a surge on the recent Warriors play. I do have have put in a lot of bets on the Warriors to make the playoffs. That was a, at a plus number. It's plus 200 at one book over the weekend. Grabbed it there. Now it's down in the 120s range. Um, the word's out on it. I still think there's probably a little bit of value there just because Golden State's schedule is so easy the rest of the way. They have the second easiest schedule in the Western Conference the remainder of the season. So I think there's value on the Warriors to make the playoffs, especially someone like me that had them to miss at plus 350 in preseason. But uh, I do think that there's probably some value on the Clippers. This is a market overreaction in this one, I feel. Big guy, find me a number on the Warriors to make the playoffs over at DraftKings. Matt, the West has so much juice. Let me start with the fifth betting favorite in Oklahoma City, 9-1 to one to come out of the West. Like, people that say they miss the old school, they should love SGA. I, I don't know. What, it's just the way he gets into the paint and he just finishes. Like, he is – he's a marvel. Let's talk about him and then the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder overall. The thing that's great about Shea is how – opportunistic he is and that he he's one of the few guys that will hunt matchups in the regular season. A lot of guys are just like, yeah, we're just going to run our normal stuff and it's one five and we'll just kind of play and we'll see how it goes and work on timings and et cetera. And like Shea and the Oklahoma city thunder are very much building patterns and pathways and, um, you know, habits towards playoff basketball because they will target whoever is the weak link get them on an island with shea and then attack them and if you bring help they will kick the shooters and i think they've done a phenomenal job in surrounding them with guys like isaiah joe uh, i think the development of jalen williams has been phenomenal he's so much fun to watch right now chat holmgren's obviously a beast you know their inexperience is significant that's why the market's concern is skeptical of them i think the key here is that i don't think the thunder can win three series but I think that probably if we broke that number down, if we knew what the matchups were going to be and we broke that number down, we're still going to kind of be like, yeah, they're a little undervalued in some of these series. So I'm going to wait and bet them series by series. I don't think they're a first round out depending on who they get. I do think there's a good chance that they can make a run to the second round, maybe a conference finals. I don't think they can, they can finish the job and make the finals, but that's okay. Cause they've got so much room ahead of them. What Shay's doing as doing this good and being so patient and unrelenting, also at, on a team that is the youngest on average in the NBA, it's really remarkable. It's been an amazing season for OKC. Yeah, Presti might have an idea there. Minnesota's first in the West, but your fourth betting favorite to come out of the West. Does that equal, does that match up? Sorry, you broke up there. Which one? Does Minnesota, they're first in the West right now, but your fourth betting favorite to come out of the West. It, it, does that match up for you? You know, I, I think... Minnesota is probably undervalued a little bit as well, but for them, it's much more matchup dependent. Now that went over the Clippers was pretty impressive because I like that matchup in theory for the Clippers quite a bit. And the wolves bodied them and said, Hey, you we're not going to adjust to your small ball nonsense. You're going to have to adjust to us going big. And Tyloo never did it. That's significant. If you ask the Denver nuggets last year, who was the toughest opponent you faced in the playoffs? They would tell mm-hmm. you the Minnesota Timberwolves. And you're like, but the Suns pushed them to six. Yeah. But they felt confident in that matchup. Like it may, it took them six games. They felt very confident in that matchup, and Devin Booker had to shoot berserk for two games to get the two that they did. 
Minnesota's tough for Denver because of that two big lineup, because of how much size they bring, because of their defense, because of how they jam Jamal Murray in pick and roll and handoffs and everything else. That's a really good matchup, honestly, for Minnesota. And when you're maybe the only team that matches up well with the defending champs, that puts you in a pretty good spot. Now, the offense is the problem is that their offensive floor is so low. So, like, I think that I think they're priced right in the market. But again, this is one where if you're going to get in on on future capabilities, either take a long shot or really target those teams that you think are absolutely able to solve any problems in front of them. And for me, that comes down to Denver and the Clippers. But I do think the Minnesota series by series is going to be a very interesting bet. Okay, two minutes left. We'll finish with the Suns. They're starting to cook, starting to gel. But I have so many disparate opinions on this team. What's Matt Moore's opinion on the Suns? Big, big picture. Yeah, it's hard to figure them out. Uh, I'll say this. A lot of it is that they are absolutely phenomenal when they have KD, Booker, Grayson Allen, and Yusuf Nurkic. That four has been what's kind of carried them this season. Bradley Beal is like, that's nice to have. That's what Bradley Beal is because he hasn't been able to integrate because he hasn't been healthy. He may not be healthy. Uh, the problem here is that Grayson Allen, I don't know how much of a playoff player he is. Is he a 16 gamer? I don't know. And then Nurkic, his problem is entirely fouls, is that Nurkic is really impactful when he's on the court, but he picks up foul troubles and you then you can leverage him, get him in foul trouble, and they don't have the reserves on the bench to be able to carry. So I think that there's like a lot of issues with how Phoenix is constructed. I think Kevin Durant's been phenomenal this year. I think Devin Booker's been incredible when he's played. They have a high ceiling, but I also think they have a really low floor. They're going to be a very variance, our shots falling kind of team, I think, when we get to the playoffs. That's as good as it gets. NBA starting to heat up, of course, after All-Star Weekend. Matt Moore. The Action Network NBA writer at HP Basketball. He gives a lot of plays there, too. Go check him out. Matt, thank you for your time. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Okay, there he is. Gave us two segments. He does a hell of a job. Now, I mentioned it just a bit ago. Again, we are a betting network, but uh, be remissive if I didn't mention we are aware that panic as shots fired near Union Station in Kansas City erupted at the end of the Super Bowl parade. The police are on the scene and we'll kind of monitor that to give you as much information as we can. But shots fired at the end of the Kansas City Chiefs parade today in Kansas City. We're gonna come back here with Aaron Halterman, Sharp Money. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.